Welcome to Red Zone DFS. We're on to week 14, I believe. Right, boys? Here we go. You, you oh, going? you got it right this week. All right. Shot in the yeah, dark. good for you. I could not remember what week we were on. That's every week, but <laughs> how you guys doing? Gotta lay off the peyote. Uh, I mean, crank it up, huh? Um, Doing good. Uh, You know, last week was okay. Um, Again, I really helped myself out by splitting up my exposure to just playing some early slate. um, And that really helped me out because basically a lot of the guys on on the later slate uh, that I liked did not do so hot. but yeah, it's, I think I got a pretty good feeling. We got a big slate this week, two extra games on it. So 13 games instead of 11. So uh, everything's going to be spread out. And I think it's going to be an interesting week. So yeah, it's made pretty crazy for just like doing, you know, just all that research. Like you wouldn't think that two extra games would make a huge difference, but it, it, it opens the door for just like a million different routes that you could go this week. So yeah, yeah. definitely. I feel like there's a bunch of uh, good matchups this week as well, which, you know, you usually have to find those and try to sift through the shit to find it. But this week, I feel like there's a lot of matchups just right there in front of our face. Um, so it's going to be much yeah. more challenging this week to pick the right lineups, but that's why we're here. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've talked to you guys about this, but I think, you know, with these bigger slates, like just trying to dig your heels in and draw a line in the sand and say, these are my guys and these are my stacks and I'm, I'm rolling with it. And if you miss out on someone or you what miss out fuck? on a team. Hold on. Someone just rang my doorbell. Oh, all right. Well, Jim's out. Um, so uh, with that, um, let's jump into it. Running backs, Joe. What are you thinking? Running backs. Um, yeah, I think I'm just thinking a little weird this week after my Derrick Henry play totally dicked me last week um you know Derek Henry getting you two points that's that's not great um obviously so takes a bunch of your salary pool away um there's not much you can do about that so I'm a little scared of going high price this week I think this is a major bounce back week in general for a lot of guys so Derek Henry I'm interested in 8700 he's my favorite at the very very top uh Cook is dealing with some trouble with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Their run defense is really strong. They try to get you to pass. They don't want them, um, want you running on them. So Dalvin's in a tough spot this week. Obviously he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, I don't know if he's worth 9,500 just to get, you know, the money you want um, for the price paid. So if I'm going up, it's Derrick Henry. Um, So I really like these cheaper running backs this week. Um, Eckler against Atlanta. I think that game is going to be a shootout and Eckler is going to possibly get 10 more targets in the pass game. Um, going down even more my favorites I really like Mostert this week I know he's going against you know Washington football team and they got that strong defense and they don't you know allow anything but I also think that Kyle Shanahan is smart enough not to put the you know the game in Mullen's hands and he's going to ride the run a little bit more I hope he's smart enough not to do that uh, I just can see Mullen's getting sacked like eight times this game if he does that but I do like Mostert this week, and hopefully they've learned that, you know, give Mostert the ball 15-plus times and you have a better shot at winning, not eight times, you know. Um, they're a better team of Mostert's running the ball. So I do like Mostert there, even though he's in a tough spot. Um, 
really like Ronald Jones this week. I think he's my absolute favorite. Uh, 6,100. He's the obvious starter there now. Leonard Fournette's not even playing. Like, he gets three catches in a game, right? He's only there on passing downs to pass block. He is an Arian shit list, and Ronald Jones is their guy. Um, I think Ronald Jones has rushed for over 100 yards six times this year. So I'm really interested in Ronald Jones against a Minnesota, you know, poor Minnesota defense that is not very good against the run. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Ronald Jones this week. Um, you know, that might change after I hear your guys' opinions here in a little bit. Um, and Wayne Gallman talked about this before the pod a little bit. Wayne Gallman, 5,700, his ownership stays low. I know he got, you know, dogged on two touchdowns last week, but he pulled himself out of that, out of the game both times because he was breaking long runs and getting himself to the goal line. So Dude, I like Gallman, man. He's Gallman, getting, you were on Gallman before anybody like six weeks ago, you were talking. Yeah. About <laughs> I was on Gallman last year uh, when he was playing, you know, like somehow when he plays, he just gets stats. So I really like Gallman at running back. Um, he's going to get his 20 carries. The Giants are starting to learn that they need to run the ball to be even close in games. Um, Daniel Jones with this bad hamstring. Yeah, he's playing, but how much is Daniel Jones really going to be scrambling or are they going to be trusting him dropping back? Um, I think they're going to be relying on Wayne Gallman quite a bit. So that's my well, low guy. Um, and, that's, and that's where I'm thinking of running back this week. My pool is very, very small for running back so far. And just to touch on Gallman with that, like that is their formula. Like they found it. They, you know, they know they're not quite as talented as other teams. They realize they've got a pretty good defense and they're playing good. Um, if you run the ball, control the clock, it feels like kind of the old like Harbaugh days, you know, when they were just with the Niners, like bludgeoning people on the ground. And then all of a sudden just play good D and they're fine winning like 17 to 10, like mm -hmm. 17, 14. Like they're totally yeah. happy with that. So um, that's a good call. Um, yeah. Jim, being that you didn't get uh, murdered just a few seconds ago, uh, who do you like up top? <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Christmas time, apparently we're getting packages delivered at uh, 8.15 at night. So, you know, that's interesting. Um, Amazon drivers, man, they're the hardest workers in America. Crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I like Derrick Henry, obviously, this week, right? Uh, he's kind of obvious guy if you're going to pay up. Um, you know, I really like Eckler as well. I, I'm going to play some Dalvin Cook. Um, I think you're getting quite a bit of leverage on the field um, by playing him. You know, he's going to be in like the like single digit ownership range, um, maybe a little bit higher in like single entry and stuff like that. But a guy that's going to get that kind of volume um, and has the big playability, really why I like him this week is, you know, I anticipate the Vikings are going to be down. Right. Um, but like, it was a close game last week as well. And with no Alexander Madison, you know, he gets 32 carries, right? So, like, look, I know that I know that their defense is a lot better than the Jags, right? But 32 carries and then six catches last week. So, with no Madison, like, he's the guy. He's getting it all, right? And he has, you know, 27 points with no touchdowns. So, I think he gets in the end zone this week. Again, um, I'll go back to him, and there's enough value at running back where – I feel comfortable and there's enough value elsewhere where I feel comfortable playing him uh, a little bit more this week. Uh, like I mentioned, like Eckler, um, I think that's another smash spot. I don't know why his price went down um, from last week. Look, they got uh, the, the Chargers got absolutely obliterated. Right. And he still managed to have 10 points. So like he didn't like go nuts for you but again i think this is a case where you know a lot of people are not going to go back to him i know he's going to be a little bit chalky because 
that game. But, you know, 18 to 20%, I'm still comfortable playing Eckler because there's some other guys that I like. Um, if he's going to be active and healthy, DeAndre Swift might be my favorite play of the week this week. Um, coming in at sub 5% ownership, I mean, he's, he's a guy that Green Bay's run defense is just absolutely atrocious. I mean, it is bad. Uh, their pass defense is actually halfway decent. They got Jair Alexander, who's been playing great. Um, I really like him. Um, I'm going to go right back to Montgomery at 6,500. He's going up against Houston again, who has one of the like most outstanding defense or one of the most horrific run defenses out there. And, you know, I know he got a thousand dollar price jump, but for a guy that's getting all the volume, basically all that, that price jump did was lower cut his ownership in half because he's coming in at like 10 to 12%. So he's going to get the same amount of volume outside. They're not going to let Mitch, you know, they need to win this game. They are in an actual contention for a wild card spot. Um, so they're going to keep going to Montgomery and I like him quite a bit. Um, I'll, I'll pass on Mostert, Joe. Um, I'm all in with you on Goldman. Um, again, he, they raise his price a hundred dollars. Uh, he's getting the same amount of, work as a guy like James Robinson. Right. And yeah. while I, while I like Robinson um, at 7,500, I can play, I can play Wayne Gallman at 5,700, almost $2,000 less and basically get the same production. Yes. He didn't have a touchdown last week. And that's why he only got 16 points. He gets a, He gets in the end zone. One of those times He's yeah. there, right? He, so I mean, he broke. He broke like a fifty-five yarder. He just happened to start that run from the ten-yard line, and he got snatched. But exactly, I mean, the guy has the ability to do that. So um, another person I I really like um, and has been proven to be a little bit game flow, um, you know, not really game flow dependent is Miles Gaskin, um, mm -hmm. right there at fifty-six hundred, right below Gallman. So like, if you want to pay up, we're gonna get to it a little bit later. Some of these wide receivers that I really, really like, and I think you're in some good spots. I mean, I'm totally fine with going Gallman and Gaskin and then just moving on. Um, I think it's a viable strategy this week. That's um, how I'm feeling this week, too. I, I'm yeah, really leaning to the cheap running backs and going higher up at receiver. I, I know Gio Bernard skunked everyone again last week. I'm going to play him again. He's playing Dallas. I know that, you know, the Bengals, you know, they had another lineman get hurt last week. Um, but he's somebody I have some interest in. The guy I'm going to be playing a ton of, and it's reflected in the ownership, is J.D. McKissick. Um, he's proven that even in games where it's not a passing situation, they're still giving him carries. And now with Gibson out this week, I mean, they're probably going to be losing to the Niners. Um, and, you know, and last week, you know, another 10 receptions. So he's just getting targeted all over the place. Only a $400 price bump. We know Alex Smith is captain checkdown, and that's probably the lowest I'm going this week. The only other guy I had I have some interest in, um, if Frank Gore is out, would be Ty Johnson uh, for the Jets against uh, against Seattle. But if Frank Gore is going to play, um, I'll just pass on that because they've shown that they're going to give Frank Gore the ball if he's active. Um, so that's, that's about it for me. Yeah. Like I, uh, I think I'm with you guys. I mean, I, I'm going to make a decision on Henry and cook uh, here. I mean, Henry's obviously in the better matchup, but if you're telling me I'm getting 30 touches out of Dalvin cook at 
10% or less ownership, like I definitely have interest there, especially if, you know, like you were just talking about with McKissick and Eckler and some of these other guys, you're going to go the chalk route with them, which are, are in really good spots. I feel like cook is that way to still have a premium up top guy um, and be different than your lineup, you know, cause I think what the chalk build's probably going to be Henry McKissick, right. You know, uh, a big I portion mean, of it. The, the way that ownership looks right now, it's fairly spread out this week. I think a lot of people, you know, McKissick's coming in at about 13 to 14%, which is lower than I thought he would come in. There's not that like min price smash running back this week that everyone's going to gravitate toward, right? Unless we get some late news and like people want to move on to Mike Davis. If once McCaffrey is like officially ruled out, um, I don't know if you're really going to have to worry about ownership a whole hell of a lot this week. I think this yeah. is one of those weeks where we kind of talked about it early in the season. Like you just pick your guys yeah, and you ride with it. Um, I just don't. Yeah. And I'm with you. I, I think up top, it's not a problem at all. Like you're not going to have anybody too, too crazy player guys. McKissick makes me a little nervous if that ownership rises, if he's approaching like 20% plus, I'm not going to play it. Like I, I just, Every time, you know, you see the, the field seems to go in on a cheap back, like that guy busts. And I think there are ways that J.D. McKissick busts, you know, and by bus seven, eight points, which is fine. But on a huge slate, like, does that get you where you want to go? You know, um, yeah, he's only he's only forty nine hundred. Right. So that's what I I'm think. Saying. I, but I, I just look like for what we talked about. I like Gaskin. I like Gall- Gallman um you know for a couple hundred bucks more you know you get a guy who you you know two bell cows for their team right now right so yeah um so yeah henry is is the guy that i'm leaning towards right now as well he's in a better spot i'm not playing any robinson or camara they're off um if i'll say one thing about camara if drew Brees happens to play i'll play camara so they they ruled today it's like he's pretty much out like they're gonna okay. come on ir i think they play like 16 they have a, broken ribs they have a big game next week i forget who it's against like the chiefs or something um so i think they're gonna bring him back for that but okay i'm with you yeah I have, that, oh, go ahead i said yeah that was gonna be my thing like if if breeze got ruled in late i was gonna be playing maybe like 70% Camara, but yeah. now if he's, if he's out, then I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on Swift and Montgomery. I like both of those guys as well. Yeah. Um, we talked about my like shrinking my player pool. So I just have to make some decisions. Like I really like the mid tier um, kind of that, like Gaskin to Eckler range, you know, there's four or five guys in there that are, that I really like the other guy that just keeps ringing in my ear that I can't get out is uh, Aaron Jones. I know he's, you know, been a little bit rough shot and he's not getting quite the touches, but the last time he played Detroit in what week two or three, he went for 48 DraftKings points. So Detroit's obviously got a horrific run defense. Um, I don't know, man. I, I need to look a little bit more into like, does he go off against Detroit every time he plays them or like, what's the deal here? So, um, <laughs> But there's just something there at 7,600. Like, I feel like and he's got the upside of any back on the slate, you know? Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, right. So I just need to pay a little bit more attention. So it's just one. Yeah, Aaron Jones on. is interesting. His last uh, three games he's played, he's faced really stout run defenses. He's had Philadelphia, which is, you know, really underrated for their run defense this year. Yeah. Um, and they're just defensive line and linebackers in general. Chicago, which obviously, you know, 
Aaron Rodgers tore him up, but they still got a solid run defense. And he faced mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts, who have a top run defense this year as well. Yeah, Aaron Jones can definitely go low. On, and before that, he had Jacksonville, right? He just never got the ball. They didn't need to give it to him. And before that, he had the Niners, which they have always they always have a stout run defense. Yeah. So, he's so just yeah, but but his price his price has also come back down a little bit. You yeah. know, down to seven thousand, and he, you know, looking 70, at his seventy six. 7,600. Okay. So we're yeah, up a little down. bit. Um, but I mean, he hasn't had a game this year where he's played where he's been under 10 points. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty solid floor. And like you mentioned, Joe, like last week he had the big run, you know, he got there almost 27 points, 10, 17, 14 and 13. So, you know, against a, a few pretty good run defenses in there, he, he's still performing. Um, and we'll talk about it later. And I'm hundred percent fine. And I have a lineup with Rogers and Adams and Jones all in together. So I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, Vin. Um, He's just a guy I honestly just forgot to talk about that. I have highlighted here. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love the (laughs) passing game, you know, for that game, but um, but it's, it's a smart hedge, I think to have, you know, a little bit of Aaron Jones in there. Yeah. I think you're right. I think uh, guys that, you know, you're going to go a lot of Rogers Adams stacks. You're going to see a lot of that going. Um, but the, that's the scary thing. Rogers just been stealing goal line touchdowns. He's been the one yard line, and he'll throw a slant. Little, little short passes, right? yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it's a little scary that Aaron Jones. They, you don't know, you know, he's getting the ball. They don't even send him out in the flat, right? Well, I and mean, with yeah. Tanya, and with Tanya or they're playing Bird, Williams. Tanya into the mix now. You got Lazard back. Like, there's more mouths to feed. So, you know, I I totally get it. But um, he just he's someone I had to mention because he's got slate breaking type abilities. So. Yep. He is a slate breaker, just like Henry this week. I think Henry and Jones are the two slate breakers this week, potentially. I agree. Yeah. I mean, jo- so. Jones, Jones, big time because you know if I'm looking at ownership here, I'm looking at, oh my God, where is he? That's what I mean. He's going to be mm-hmm. like five percent or under. So everyone loved Rogers and Adams, right? They're going to be up there more than you know anyone else. So that's where I'm saying, like in terms of just leverage, like in that sense, like I may have more Aaron Jones than Austin Eckler. Oh, there he Eckler's is. In a great Aaron, spot, but- Aaron. Aaron Jones is not like super. I just skipped over him. He's coming in at like twelve to thirteen percent owned. Okay, gotcha. but that's that's fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're good. I there. still think that you can play him. I mean, Rogers is coming in at like eight or nine percent owned. I mean, you know, this is kind of talking about stacks a little bit. You know, Devonte Adams coming in at the highest owned player of the week, but that's okay, right? So if you play those three guys, you can just absolutely gobble up probably. I don't know what 60 to 65% of green Bay's touchdown equity. Yeah, exactly. No, and I mean, that's a, that's a really sharp call and it's going to be like a mid owned stack that I think you're still fine with it. Right. Like I said, th- this is a week to just play your guys. Well, I'm totally roll, fine with that. Roll that right into quarterback. Cause I think that pretty much covers running back for all of us. Um, I mentioned right before I had four guys I really liked and somehow ended up with four more that I'm like, interested in so where, where are you guys leaning this week in quarterback and see if we uh go for it Jim. Um, so my number one guy is rogers i really don't care if you know detroit has a horrible run defense rogers gonna get his yeah um i don't know why he's only seventy five hundred dollars i i really don't um, you know the lions two starting corners that aren't even good in the first place aren't out. anymore they're out <laughs> so we're down to the third string, second string, third string cornerbacks you know, that are not good. I think they're ranked like 120 and like 104 on PFF out of the total corners, eligible he, corners this year. 
yeah. it's not great. <laughs> so no, so good. like I don't really get why Rodgers isn't the highest priced quarterback on slate this week. I mean, I get Mahomes, right? I'm gonna probably every every week that Mahomes is on the slate, I'll play a Mahomes stack. So I'm not really gonna talk about that, but I'm definitely gonna be overweight on Rodgers. Um, my next guy, um, scrolling down a little bit. Um, I, everyone really is going to like this game. Um, I think it's obviously going to be the highest scoring game of the week is the Atlanta and, uh, chart and, um, chargers game. And I Herbert absolutely screwed everybody last week, everybody, right. Just got absolutely worked by the Patriots. Um, I played him in one lineup because I just Belichick rookie quarterback. I just wasn't feeling great about it. Right. Um, But this week I'll go right to him, 6,800. I'll pair him. For whatever reason, I know it's kind of like a cardinal sin of like, you know, fantasy sports. But, you know, oh, you know, don't stack like wide receivers uh, and a quarterback and a running back together. Well, when you have a guy like Austin Eckler that's going to get like the second most amount of target shares on on the team, like why not? Like I don't really care, right? Like the guy that won the Millionaire Maker last week had like, broke like 18 different cardinal rules of playing like fantasy sports and he smashed it. So I like Herbert as my second guy Um, going down a little bit further. um, I have no idea why Matt Ryan's price at $5,700. It's because of the amount of times he's screwed people this year. But that's fine. No, it's fine for us, but his price is down because he has like an 85% chance. He's going to fuck you. That's okay. So, you know, it's fine with me. It's a guy that I'm more than mm-hmm. happy to, to keep taking shots with because if he gets you the 28 to 34 that he's more than capable of getting you, I mean, he's going to come in very low ownership and I love him with Julio with Ridley. I think you could stack both of those guys together. I'm not really interested in anything else on the Atlanta side, but stacking those two. Um, and then <laughs> Vinny and I were kind of talking about it earlier um, we're texting about it a little bit, um, going real cheap. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your guys' opinion of this is, but I Do think it. that, I think that Finley is really in play at oh, 4,300. <laughs> no, Dude, him. he's playing Dallas. Okay. I, I understand what, what you guys are thinking, right? He's playing Dallas. They're back at home. Um, you can pair him up with T Higgins and, just kind of go on your way and basically get anybody else that you want in there. I don't know how much of him I'm actually going to have. Um, you know, I also mentioned to Vinny, we were talking earlier today that Glennon is probably my favorite guy. If you're going down there, um, he's going to be in the best game flow situation. Um, you know, and really if you're going to pay down that much for a quarterback, you don't need him to get you 30. You probably need 20 ish points. Um, but you know, there was a lot of lineups out there last week, including mine that I did just fine with Mike Glennon paired with, you know, one or two Jags receivers. And, you know, he's got some great cheap options to pair up with him this week. Um, so those, are those are the guys that, uh, that I'm going after right now. I like it. Joe. All right. Um, it's Andy Dalton revenge week. That's all I got to say, man. He gets to That's go back to Cincinnati. The first guy you talk about is Andy oh, Dalton. Yeah. Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> you guys were ripping me for talking about Ryan Finley. 
Oof. Andy Dalton Revenge Week. He okay. gets to go to Cincinnati. It's not like the game's in Dallas. He actually gets to go to Cincinnati, play Cincinnati, right? The return of the um, I And it's not just that, obviously, but I love him in this spot. Um, Cincinnati's defense is not good. Their secondary is not great. I love the stack potential in this game. Um, their top corner, right? He's going to be following Amari Cooper around the entire game. He's been shadowing top receivers for like three or four weeks in a row, right? Um, and he's really good, William Jackson the third, And – you're going to see a lot of Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz in the red zone, CD lamb um, Gallup has gotten 19 targets in the last two weeks, uh, 3,800. Um, if I'm going for some cheap stacks, I love Dallas. Um, it seems like that offense, even though they're injured to shit and really don't have as much talent, obviously um, they're starting to get it together somewhat. Mm, so there, there's that small issue. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it's Cincinnati. We're talking about a Cincinnati team that doesn't have Burrow. They're completely out of it. They've checked out. Why are we playing so hard? Um, so I like Andy Dalton this week, and he's got something to prove going back into Cincinnati. A, a win for him would be huge. So I really like Andy Dalton. He's my number one guy for low owns, so I can play catch up a receiver because um, I like really high-priced receivers this week. So that's my reasoning there. Um, the other guy is Matt Ryan, obviously 5,700. He's way too cheap. I agree with you, Jim. Um, any week, Matt Ryan can throw for five touchdowns at 400 yards. You just don't know when it's going to happen. So yeah. I'm going to have shares of Matt Ryan. I'm definitely not going over 50% or anything like that. But um, you never know when Matt Ryan is just going to absolutely explode. So yeah. he's won me too much money in the past here on DraftKings. Um, so I'm just going to keep riding with him. Let's see. I'm way off Derek Carr this week. I think he's going to have one of those games, and I think his ownership's going to go up too, and he's just going to get thrashed by Indianapolis. Um, love Kirk Cousins. I love the whole Minnesota-Tampa Bay game, Cousins and Brady. Um, I think that game is going to be a high-scoring game. Let's see. Herbert. Love Herbert on the other side of Ryan. And at the top, I feel like Russ is going to have the game of the week, his get-right game, his – Put me back in the MVP race game. Um, he has screwed me over like three weeks in a row, but I'm going right back to the well. And I'm going to have some rust against the Jets, where a team that Derek Carr um, led the league in stats and fantasy football last week against. So I like Russ, 7,900. I'll pay up for that. I don't care. Yeah. What do you think, Vin? Dude, I'm right there with you. I, I had Russ ranked over Mahomes, and it's just simply from – I do think Miami's, like, pretty well coached. They're a good team. Obviously, they're not anywhere near the Chiefs, but I think there's enough there to, like, keep the game kind of, like, controlled with Tua, Gaskin. If they can kind of just slow the game down, like, they have a shot. Um, you have the two worst pass defenses, statistically, on the field together. So, I'm with you. Like, Russ really screwed me last week. Uh I'm going to go right back to him and DK. There's no one on that team that could even come close to DK. Um, yeah. DK is like another, literally, literally another level compared to that secondary. And with the Seahawks secondary being so bad, like it's an easy bring back with Crowder um, if you're going to stack that. So I'm the biggest thing with Russ, man. too, when he doesn't have a pass rush coming at him and doesn't have to move around too much. I mean, when he gets to go back, you know, 12 yards after doing a play action and just sit back there and find DK, yeah, Rust is unstoppable. And the Jets have one of the worst pass rush defenses in the NFL. It's not like the Jets are going to be all over Rust and hitting him like the Giants were last week. 
And I so, do like the narrative and this is like no statistics. This is just a gut play, but it's at home and they've been really bad. I mean, they just lost to the giants. Like I'm with you on the get back game. Like I think if they have a chance to put up 40, 45 points, like they're going to keep the foot on the gas pedal to get this thing going back in the right direction. So, um, you know, they slipped out of first place in the NFC West. Like they need to get back on track quickly here. Um, so I'm with you with Russ up top. Um, Rogers, uh, obviously like a ton. He's my second uh, quarterback I have here just based on price. Um, I have a little interest in Brady. Um, Mike Evans may be out. Uh, he didn't practice today. So we'll have to see what happens there. But um, that game's obviously, like you said, super stackable. You know, you can go a full game stack there easily with Thielen and Jefferson on the other end. So um, I dig that. And if you are going to attack the Bucks, obviously it's through the air, not through the ground, which is why Dallin Cook's ownership's down uh, this week. So, um, yeah, so my, my top four guys I have is Russ, Rogers, Brady, Herbert. Um, down low, I did have Ryan on there. I did have the freak Glennon uh, listed and the neck captain neck. Dude, the neck's been fine. Like he, you know, he, he he's been fine. He's yeah, been um, fine. My fear is though, just by playing, and we talked about this earlier in the week. But at fifty one hundred, you know, neck may be able to get me to twenty. But like, what if Mahomes or Russ or Rogers or even three yeah. or four of those guys go? Boom ballistic this week like that's the big thing we got 13 games i think the winner of the millie this week is going to have 250 plus points it's going to be a really insane um so that's why i, I think i just week. need a little bit more firepower than the neck down there um you know yeah, next yeah. not you're not going to see neck winning any big money in any tournaments this week i don't think so <laughs> um, i i don't know man see i that's where like i disagree maybe because I just think that Tennessee's the, I guess the argument that you could make is that they may just give the ball to Henry 35 times and they may not get very many possessions, but I I mean, Tennessee's corners are bad. Their pass defense is absolutely terrible. Yeah. And that's like, like, that's like the one strength of the Jaguars is that like, they do have these like bunch of young athletic receivers that can make some plays and like neck has just been chucking it. So, like, I, I think no, he can get you there. No problem. I just don't know, like, if Seattle and Green Bay and Herbert, you know, again, just go bananas. Uh, like, you're but, chasing, but, you know. Well, I don't think you're chasing. I mean, I think you can get exposure to those games without going a full stack. You can. And maybe get the best part of each of those games. You now you're going to have to pick right, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you can play – DK and Devonte Adams and like Derrick Henry and with Glennon and like Colin Johnson. And you can put like right? Chark in there. Chark's like 5,300 this week. We'll get I mean, the Colin, receivers, but Colin Johnson, who clearly has a rapport with Glennon, you see that with some of these guys, right? A backup quarterback mm-hmm. comes in, he's working with these kind of fringe guys that are not playing a whole lot. Then when he gets in, he just starts to look for these guys because he knows who they are. Yeah. yeah. Chark, Chark still. Gets, Chark got screwed last week, right? Like, I mean, he screwed me in my lineups, but he still had the highest target rate and the most routes run on the entire team. So I I, I like more like one-offing Chark or someone like that, right? Or Johnson, like you were saying, Jim, in that yeah. game and not having Glennon. Like, I'll go somewhere else with my yeah. quarterback. Yeah. It, 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 it really just boils down to who do you think is – like, do you think the running backs are going to go off this week? Because, like, you could easily build a lineup with, like, Cook and Henry in it and then go cheap at quarterback. 
and wide receiver, right? So yeah. it, it you can get pieces of these other games. You just you really have to make the decision of like how you think it's gonna go. Yeah, and and the last guy that I'll throw out there, and I know everybody's gonna sigh at this, but I'm I'm his biggest hater, but you can't deny that like he's been pretty damn good. Is Taysom? He, he I know he's sixty six hundred, which doesn't make it super easy. Like I wish he was a little bit less, but dude, the guy is like pretty game proof because he's gonna run and throw i mean he hucked it 37 times last week uh um, so my my one my one retort to that would be joey's comment on the eagles defense um i get it yeah i think i think you've got jalen hurts starting i think that that's going to energize the team a little bit and yep. i think it this is one of those classic trap games for for new Orleans. Like I know that they're really good and I know that their defense is really good and they've been playing pretty good, but I think this is one of those games where like Taysom Hill might have to try and throw the ball and like he can conceivably get yanked at halftime and put Winston in. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Philly too. Yeah. Cold weather Philly in December, but that's why I like it. Like he's going to be low owned and like, he's got the running ability. Like he's going, he's pretty matchup proof in that sense and game flow proof. Like he's, he's going to be around 20 points at a minimum, you know? And so I just look at that. Whereas I see like, you know, neck or Matt Ryan, you know, could have 12 points. Like that's what Matt Ryan's done this whole, you know, last three or four weeks. So, you know, it's just something like, I think in a competitive game, like if, if Jalen can do a little something and keep it close, you know, like that game could, you know, get a little, get a little weird. Um, so he's just someone that I have kind of like on the outside looking in right now, but, it's kind of an interesting. Yeah, he's. Yeah, if we're talking yeah. about what you know, narrowing down our player pools, that's a guy that's easy for me to just get off of. Um, it was between just, him and Brady because they're right around the same price. And I yeah, I'm not. Brady's I'm not playing. Coming. I'm not playing either of them. Like I, I think you know, I know Brady's coming off a buy and everything like that, but I mean, I think that Joey's really got something with the Ronald Jones thing because I think they're just going to run the shit out of the ball. Yeah. Um, I can and, see it. I mean, Minnesota's been good lately. You know, they put up points like they may the, not the have best, a choice, you know. The best uh, defense against Minnesota is to keep them off the field. Yes. Right? They have yeah. so much firepower on offense. I mean, Arians, yes. one thing in his mind has to be, don't give him the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can you. see Brady doing really safe passing all game and Ronald Jones getting 25 potential carries. Makes sense. Um, cool. We'll move on to receiver here. So – I mean, we're all kind of on the same quarterback, so I got to imagine our receiver pool is going to be fairly similar as well. But uh, up top, I love Adams and DK. Um, you hit it with the Glennon thing. Like, if I can get those two guys in a lineup together this week, um, you know, I'm definitely going to try to do that. Keenan Allen's also in that range where I think he's in a great spot. Um, I have because of that Tampa Vikings game, as far as one-offs, like I like Thielen a little bit more than Jefferson. Um, mm-hmm. Jefferson's getting a little bit more of the hype, but dude, Thielen's just good, man. Like Thielen's, Thielen's got a higher target rate than Jefferson this year. And, and that's just, something yeah. to be aware of, you know, and uh, he's what, how much cheaper is he? He's 400, 400. cheaper. It's not crazy, it's but not much. he's just he's getting really a higher consistent. target rate and he's a cheaper yeah. guy. Kirk Cousins has a rapport with both of them. So I don't think you're going wrong either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you got a point there. I think that Jefferson is good at exploiting bad defenses and seems to make a lot of those big splash plays on defenses that make mistakes. Um, I and think that, that 
I really I, think that this game is more of a feeling game as well. So I, I agree with you there, Ben. I got to imagine the Bucks are going to say, don't let Jefferson beat us over the top. Like, yeah. you know, so you can see feeling go, go nuts underneath. Um, For sure. If Darius Slay is out, you know, if I were to go Taysom, Michael Thomas has been pretty good. Um, and if Taysom is actually throwing the football, um, he looks to like two guys. It's Thomas and, and Traquan. So uh, he's in a good spot. I have some interest in Godwin. Robbie Anderson uh, is the only guy left in Carolina at the receiver position. So at 6,200, um, he's in a good spot. Uh, Corey Davis, man, I, I didn't play him last week, and that was the dagger that really hurt me. He um, saved I missed me. the cash line. Literally like, saved me. I missed the cash in like eight different lineups, uh, which, you know, it doesn't take anything down, but makes some money. Um, and I played That's a lot helpful. more AJ Brown. Um, so, but Corey Davis, is, dude, he's playing really well. Um, so he, he's definitely on the radar. As a one-off in that Niner game, Brandon Ayuk has been just phenomenal um, for that team. Like, he's clearly the number one with Debo being, you know, the secondary guy getting some, like, gadget plays. But Ayuk is electric, man. Um, Crowder at 54. Um, we talked about that Jags game. Chark. I have some interest in Michael Pittman um, against that Raiders secondary. I know everyone's <laughs> kind of on CY, but, dude, Pittman's going to eat those guys alive. Um down low, um, I know, Jim, you know, you said no on this guy, but Larry Fitz. I couldn't – maybe you guys can help. I, I, I'm looking for that sub-4K receiver that I feel is consistent, and that's what oh. Fitzgerald is. I'm not looking for a 3K guy to go for 40 points. I'm looking for, like, 10 to 15 to 20 that could, like, save my ass. Um, and Fitz is getting, like, five to seven targets a game, and he's like Kyler's little outlet. So – I like that down low, but I'll let you guys kind of roll from there. Well, I mean, just if you're looking for that, I mean, he's only been over 10 points three times this year in 11 he's weeks. Get the targets. Okay, great. I mean, he's had COVID for the last two weeks. We've seen guys who've actually had COVID come back and like not be that great. Well, so um, who's your, who's your pay down receivers? Because McKissick's the cheapest guy we've talked about at 4,900, like to so fit in some of these stars. So I guess I'll start with receivers and I'll start from the bottom of guys that I like. Um, so number one, um, where I only get all the way down here. So I'm going to go right back to David Moore. Um, I, he only had one point last week, but that's okay. I mean, again, we're looking at guys that are, you know, near the men, right. And he's, he's right down there near the men. Um, I don't see if you're looking for a cheap guy, Vinny, you just mentioned that the only two people this guy looks for are Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith and Traquan Smith is $3,300. So like, yeah, I, I don't really know why, but like, okay. Um, another guy that is rather consistent down at the bottom that I'm more than happy to play to play is Mooney. Mooney didn't have a great week last week, but he still had four catches for 43 yards and it, you know, eight, eight, nine points. That's all I need. Colin Johnson is a guy that I really like down there at 3,600. Like I said, he's got the rapport with neck. He's got, you know, 19 and 12 in his last two weeks. Um, you know, four catches each time touchdown one week. Uh, I just, he's a guy that, you know, him and then Gallup at 3,800. I mean, I don't know why the hell Gallup is only $3,800. One of the reasons why is they played that game late and the DK pricing was already out. So he didn't make it into the algorithm for, 
you know, an increased week this week. And against Cincinnati, I'm more than happy with that. Uh, and then another pay down guy that I, I'm just going to sprinkle in a couple of these guys where they fit and within game stacks and stuff like that. Uh, Perriman for the Jets. Uh, looks like Mims going to be out this week. Mm-hmm. So all those targets downfield are all going to go to Perriman. Um, so those are some guys down below that I would much rather play than Larry Fitzgerald. No, I mean, I fair. just, I just, I, if you're looking for consistency, he based on what he's done this year, that doesn't seem consistency. Sure. He's gotten four to five targets a game, but he really hasn't done anything with them. Yeah. Um, so my, my top guys, uh, Devonte Adams is my number one, you know, I like DK, um, I'm all over Allen Robinson this week. Um, I think it's just a fantastic spot again for him. He's kind of the one guy that, you know, if they are going to throw the ball to, he is it now. You know, I like Mooney a little bit in spots where he fits, but, you know, they're going to run the ball and then just kind of throw it to Allen Robinson. Um, I love Terry McLaurin against the Niners. Um, we saw what wide receivers can do to the Niners. Uh, the, the Niners pass rush is just, fr- quite frankly, not there. Um, Alex Smith is going to check the ball down and it's going to be McKissick McLaurin and then Logan Thomas, which we can talk about in a little bit, but I have no idea why McLaurin is not drawing more ownership. He's healthy this week. Um, he's, you know, priced up, which is maybe why people are kind of willing to move to some other people around him a little bit. Um, but I'm hundred percent fine with McLaurin. Um, if Julio is going to play, I'm going to be all over Julio. He's in a great spot. I think, um, had a great game last week, not even getting a touchdown. So if he gets a touchdown, he's into the twenties. Um, I know Vinny, you're saying you're playing Ayuk, but I think a lot of people are going to flock to Ayuk this week based on his game last week. Um, and I'll go right back to Debo. Um, they didn't get him really involved until the end of the game, but I mean, Debo's got the ability to really just go absolutely nuts. And I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, I, the Niners defense is just not very good. Um, everyone wants to apparently give them credit. I have no idea why the Niners are favored this week at home in Arizona. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of where I'm looking so far. I mean, I like Crowder if we're going mid range, um, and then I like, I really do like one guy we kind of haven't talked about is Sterling Shepard. Um, Colt McCoy, I mean, he only had one catch last week, but I'm going to go back to Sterling Shepard. Um, Arizona's defense isn't great. Um, er, and I think they're going to score some points this week. So I think he's going to absolutely have to perform. Um, guy that got the biggest price jump, I think, on DK this week is Kiki QT. Um, who I gladly ate the chocolate on last week and it paid off 25 points. Um, Brandon cooks is a little bit banged up this week. Um, I'm more than happy to play some QT and that's, that's really about it. I've got some interest maybe in some of the Cincinnati wide receivers, but you know um, I think a guy that might go a little bit overlooked who I'll be playing in my uh, charger stacks is Mike Williams Um, really hasn't done too much lately, but you know, I think that, Atlanta is going to have to pick, you know, well, who are we going to try and not, you know, not let it, let have a monster game against us. And, you know, Keenan Allen's going to get his targets and stuff like that. But I think Mike Williams is, uh, is in for a pretty big game. I think he goes for over a hundred and a touchdown this week. Okay. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing this week I'm really looking at is target rate. I mean, I'm always looking at target rate percentage, but some of the guys at the top, we got Devontae Adams, 32% target rate, just unbelievable. I want to look back at other seasons and see if any receivers <laughs> actually been targeted more than this. Um, it's incredible. He's also got a 48% of, or 43% advantage against the Lions backup corners this week. So Devontae Adams, I mean, I'm going to be riding him. He, he might have a 200 yard game this week. Um, Staying up high, Tyree Kill. He gets to face, you know, Nick Needham for the Dolphins, which is probably in their weakest link on their defense so far this year. So Tyreek's going to get him like 50% of the time. Um, what's scary about that always is who's going to get the ball for KC. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, go all in on Tyreek, but I'll have some shares of him. DK at 8,400, you know, going against the Jets. I think he's just an absolute monster and get right game. So I'll have probably 10% Hill, 10% DK. Uh, back and forth between them love Keenan Allen um, 27% target rate against the Falcons secondary, which is just an absolute pass funnel. So that's yeah. an obvious one. That's a good um, one. Jim, instead of going with Mike Williams, I, I like Guyton. Um, mm. I know it was a blowout last week. Uh, he got seven targets. You know, he only caught two balls for Herbert, which is getting his ass kicked, but Guyton twice this year has only gotten one catch and he took him for over 75 yards for a touchdown. Um, and got 15 points. So this guy has huge explosive playability and the chargers are getting him in the game more. They're targeting him more, you know, and like you said, Jim, if the Falcons are just trying to shut down Keenan Allen, right. Double team him and put looks on him. Guyton can get easy, get a smoke pass hitch and take it to the house. So yeah. at 3,200, I'd rather pivot there just because Mike Williams is so like red zone touchdown dependent on a jump ball. Um, you know, he doesn't really have much yak. So I like Guyton a little bit better in that situation. Um, Thielen and Jefferson. Um, I like Thielen more, just like we talked about earlier, 26% target rate over Jefferson's 22. Um, Julio at 6,600. I love Julio this week. 6,600 for Julio is insane. Uh, too cheap. Ridley at 75 is too expensive and Julio at 66 is too cheap. Um, so I'm going to go with Julio. I don't care what his ownership is. I'm not even looking at receiver ownership this week. I'm going with my guys. Um, then I like Robbie Anderson. Obviously, Vinny, you were talking about there's no one else. Uh, Moore and Samuel are both on the COVID list. Um, I think it's 100% that they're not playing on Sunday at this point. Uh, uh, I'm not sure on that. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel is in line to play. Um, he Samuel just doesn't bother to, me. Moore is the one that he has to just test negative each day. Um, he was like close contact. He didn't have it. Okay. So um, Robbie Anderson has a 25% target rate. That's with more. You take more out of the game, that target rate's going to go up maybe to Devontae Adams level <laughs> with no McCaffrey this week either. So Robbie Anderson at 6,200 is an absolute steal. Uh, Godwin at 6,300. He gets to go against Jeff Gladney on the Vikings, the rookie that's just been getting scorched this year. He's given up like eight touchdowns, just insane. Uh, Godwin at 6,300. He's becoming Tom Brady's favorite target. Um, he's targeted him, I think, between 17 or 20 times in the last two games they played. Coming off a of bye week, the pins are out of Godwin's finger officially this yeah. week. Um, so Godwin at this in the slot for the Bucks, I think he has the best matchup in that game. So I'm going to try my best to get as much Thielen, Jefferson, Godwin, you know, within the same lineups as possible and going cheap at quarterback, cheap at tight end possibly and making some moves there. Uh, but I'm loving that game, especially if Godwin's involved. Um, going back to the Green Bay game, I do like Lazard. Um, he's got a great advantage this week. Again, like Devontae Adams, I know he takes all the targets, but Lazard's, you know, 
do always to get like three catches for 85 yards and possibly sneak in a touchdown. So at 5,000 bucks, like I'm going to have a little bit of Lazard going, but my favorite game still it's the, for a cheap price is the Cowboys uh, Gallup. We talked about that 3,800. He's had 19 targets in the last two weeks. He's going to be going against LaShawn Sims because William Jackson, the third is going to be following Amari Cooper around most likely. So I'm loving Gallup in that situation. I love DJ Charco. We talked about as a one-off 5,300. He's still running the most routes for the team. So, and he's fallen off people's map because he screwed people two weeks in a row. He screwed me last week. I had a lineup that went absolutely berserk last week and Chark gave me three points. So, yeah. but I'm going to dig back into the well for Chark. I like it. Uh, my other low price guy that I kind of like is Russell Gage. Um, I know Julio and Ridley are in there, but he does get targets and he runs out of the slot. So he has a 21% target rate this year. And I know that's dependent on Julio being out a few weeks, you know, and everything, but He's an interesting one down at 4,500. It might be a little too expensive for me um, to really stay on. I like some guys that are cheaper. So um, I do like him, but I think I would like him more if he was like 3,600. And yeah, that's where I'm looking at receivers so far. There's a lot of options. Um, I'm doing the $3.20 max uh, lineup this week. And my 20 lineups are going to have God knows how many combinations of these receivers. So, but this is my pool staying in my pool. And I'm just going to try to get the best mix possible. Good, I like it. Yep. Joe, why don't you boomerang us into tight ends? It's not much All right. better. Um, Animal. Let's do it. All right, yeah, obviously we got Kelsey and Waller at the top. Kelsey's 7,400. He's getting priced as a receiver, which he should um, because he doesn't block. So Kelsey is 7,400. Um, he might be worth it. Um, but, again, that Kansas City game, it's going to be who's getting the ball, right? Um, so that, that scares me a lot. Um, I usually stay off Kelsey in these situations. Waller at 6,800. Um, you got to think that Indianapolis is just going to clamp on Waller and make Carr actually throw to his receivers. You got to think. I mean, the Colts yeah. are a very well coached team. Yeah. So I'm off of Waller this week. Um, and Carr is going to have to go to a second or third option. It's not looking good for the Raiders. And Jacobs might be out. So it's not great. Um, I really like Mike Jasicki, 4,500. I mean, Tua and him have a way better rapport than Fitzmagic did with him. 66% of the time, Jasicki's running out of the slot. So I like these tight ends that are pretty much just wide receivers. He blocks 1% of the time. So if I get to pay for a receiver at 4,500, you know, like Jasicki, he's going to out, um, out catch and probably out touchdown most receivers that are 4,500. Mm-hmm. So I like Jasicki a lot. I do like Hayden Hurst um, coming off his injury. He looks, you know, he's coming back healthy this week. He's uh, practicing 3,700. Again, he has a 4% block rate. So, and he's running out of the slot 50% of the time. So again, Falcons line him up against the chargers. I'm just hoping for a really big Matt Ryan week. Um, Tanyan, how on the ownership I see he's like 2% right now. I just don't understand this one Dude, he's at been unbelievable. all. He has an 88% complete. Rogers has an 88% completion percentage to this guy. Like when he throws to him, it gets completed. Like it's, it's incredible. And he's only 4,200. Yeah. So Tanya, I'm going to be all over it. Like consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, Another guy I like is Dalton Schultz, 3,500. He actually gets a lot of targets from Andy Dalton, um, especially in the red zone. So 3,500 for Schultz. That's my pay down tight end. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, one guy I was looking at was Gronk, and then I'm just I'm just falling off Gronk. They're having him block like 20 percent of the time. I have no interest in that um, at 4,800. So, 
What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to get Kelsey into as many lineups as I can. I <laughs> Dude agree. is just unbelievable. <laughs> That's the one I'm I mean, you're getting like DK Adams level like consistency and production for 7,400. So, I mean, I'd argue you're getting more than DK. More, yeah. I mean, I mean you're easily. you're getting you're getting Adams level consistency for two thousand dollars less, almost. I mean, it's it's right absolutely nuts. Yeah, he's he's been incredible. So I will squeeze him into as many lineups as I can, which is why I was asking you about some of those cheap like pay down receivers because I feel like to get Kelsey and then like an Adams DK or Allen or something like that. Plus, if you want to go and stretch for Henry, like you need that three thousand dollar player uh, or thirty, you know, thirty three hundred or whatever to kind of squeeze in. So Kelsey, I love up top. Um, have a little interest. Uh, I mean, you you hit it with Tanya, and he's the second guy I have on my on my list here. But Ingram, I have a little interest in um, Jordan Reed revenge game um, since it's revenge week. We've deemed it uh, going against the Redskins um, or the football team. Sorry, um, with as many concussions as Reed has, does he even remember he played for the football team? He he knows this could be the last uh, time he gets a chance to play against them. So no, no, uh, Joe. He thinks they're just called the potatoes, just like we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Washington his potatoes. His because he's got the fucking mashed potato brains. He can't, I dude. Every time he gets like grazed <laughs> in the head, I'm like, oh, he's yeah. probably done. It's I'm like it's, bring out the cart, and he like pops back up. He just gets like, knocked oh, in the God. head and just passes it's out. Very nerve wracking, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but you, you touched on some guys like Gasecki. I don't. Did you see that one? hand a catch he made last week like, the dude's super athletic like, he might be the most athletic tight end it's not going to show through his production obviously but like when it comes to pure athleticism he might be the most athletic tight end well and i'm i'm if we think the chiefs are gonna you know go nuts like they always do like they're gonna have to throw and if kaseki's his main target like you know one plus one equals two so um not I everyone like agrees that. with that i do like schultz <laughs> down there yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, I do like Schultz as well um, at, a, at a nice price discount, 3,500. And then a guy at 3,100 I like a lot is uh, is Burton um, against the Raiders. Oh, yeah. You know, Hell, you know, yeah. They, they spread it around a ton. You know, he's not going to get 8, 10 targets. But, Jim, you hit on it a couple of weeks ago. Like, they find, they're they they're trying to get this guy the ball. Um, the Raiders especially, safety. Especially if, if Jonathan Abram. Yeah, hopefully Jonathan Abram's on him um, because that we all know <laughs> uh, how that's going to turn out. So He's just going to um, run full speed right by him, and then Trey Burton's going to stand in the end zone alone by himself. Yes. Stare in the backfield. So um, those are kind of my guys. Uh, I had Evan Ingram on here, but I just think 4,300. Like, I, I, there's some other guys that I like, you know, around that range or a little bit less. Yeah, so. like Tanyan or Evan Ingram. Yeah, please. Exactly. Yeah. So, Jim. So, yeah, Ben, I'm I'm with you there. I'm jamming Kelsey in everywhere that I can. Um, If you if you take a look, I I watched some some film on the Miami defense. Really, the way to attack them is the is like the deep middle and the intermediate stuff. And I mean, that's just just where Kelsey absolutely tears you up. They have pretty good corners. Um, They have pretty good safeties. But just like the middle of the field, they just get absolutely torched. So, and again, like you said, if we're getting Devontae Adams level of consistency for literally $2,000 less, like that's something I just have to be in on. Um, Full fade on Waller for me um, as well. Um, I played him last week. He was great for me last week. Um, I don't want really anything to do with him this week. Um, 
TJ Hawkinson is a guy that I am going to have some exposure to. Um, he's basically going to be unowned. Um, his price is, you know, flat from last week. But if you if we're looking for really consistency at tight end is what I'm looking for. Um, he, he's got it, right? You know, 10, 13, 15. I mean, he's a guy that has a great rapport with Matt Stafford. So um, it, with Galladay likely being out again this week, um, he's a guy that I'm very interested in. Um, one guy just below Tanyan that I'll have some exposure to. Um, I'll have exposure to Tanyan in my Rogers stacks, but I really like Noah Fant. If we're talking about a guy that never blocks, like he does not ever block. Um, he's, he's got a block rate of like three or 4%. So, you know, he finally gets a little bit of an advantageous matchup this week. Um, Carolina's de- pass defense is not very good. Um, what scares and- me with Fant, I, I love Fant, but it's Drew Locke. Drew Locke and Sam Darnold to me are like the same goddamn guy. Right. Like they might get you a 160 yard game with one touchdown, possibly zero. And yeah. I, I, I just, he misses receivers like crazy, dude. Like, yeah, it's, Fan especially. He's, he's at 41, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Fant was at, you know, 4,900, but he's back down to 4,100. It's, it's a palatable price that I'm okay with taking a shot on him. Um, Dalton Schultz have some interest in Logan Thomas is going to be the chalk this week. Um, he's again, a guy that um, he's the second highest owned tight end outside of Kelsey. He's going to be 12 to 13% owned. Um, I don't know if I have any interest in that as the Niners linebackers are pretty goddamn good um, at covering the middle of the field. Uh, Fred Warner is an absolute freak. Um, he, he has like almost an interception every single week. So if, people want to play Logan Thomas, I'll completely fade Logan Thomas and go down and play Burton. Um, the guy that I actually have quite a bit of interest in this week is Cole Komet. Um, he's yeah, dude, I was looking long on him, like deep he's, on him today. He's, he's, <laughs> he's taken over the job from, from Jimmy Graham who has turned to dust in the wind. Um, Part in the wind. We'll just, yeah, pr- pretty much. He's just the dust bowl. Um, you know, almost 15 points last week, you know, five tart or five catches on nine targets. And, you know, he's, he's out snapping Jimmy Graham about 80 to 20. Now um, he has a decent rapport with Mitch. Um, he's a and guy he's officially that have, beat out like eight tight ends this year to get to the spot. I know. The war of attrition. Um, <laughs> he's, he's finally made it right. He had some injury concerns middle of the year. You know, he didn't play a whole lot first couple games, but, um, I think he's a guy that, you know, start starting to learn the offense. And again, against Houston, um, I'm not really concerned. I mean, I think, I think the bears are going to beat the shit out of Houston. And I think this game is actually probably going to be a little bit higher scoring than people might think. Um, but I think Chicago can put up over 30 points this week. So I think Komet's a guy that's going to find the end zone and at $2,900, um, that's just fine for me. And yeah, and you, you got to remember they picked him up in the second round. Yeah. Right. And it, it's, it's nut up time, playoff time. Yep. You know, every game is a playoff game for them. And they're going, why did we drop this guy in the second round if we're not going to play him? And 100%. Obvious that he's getting back on the field. I really love that Cole Komet call at 2,900. So, 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 Vinny, to your point, if you're looking for guys, I think this week is especially viable to play two tight ends. Um, and Cole Komet. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love the, the combination of Kelsey and Komet together. Um, because like you said, 
or Kelsey and Burton, something like that. Because really, to me, in my mind, you're just playing another wide receiver. Some people look at it like, oh, we can't play two tight ends. Like, you shouldn't do that. But, like, when you're playing Kelsey, you're essentially just playing four wide yeah. receivers, and then you're putting a tight end in your flex spot. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm going. I'm probably going to – my two highest owned guys are going to be uh, Kelsey and Komet, and then probably my third highest owned guy is going to be Hawkinson. Um, outside of that, I'll sprinkle in Tanyan into my Rogers stacks. But outside of that, I, I probably won't play Tanyan by himself. I'll play Kelsey by himself, but um, that's probably about it. Cool. We'll hit defense real quick. What's, uh, what's your top three that you're interested in, Joe? My top three is I have a top one, uh, <laughs> and it's the Eagles, 2200. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the one that just pops out to me. The Eagles defense, they get sacks. I mean, they haven't gotten a pick in like eight weeks, but they get sacks. Um, I like the idea of Jalen Hurts being the quarterback, possibly less turnovers, running the ball more, just controlling the game in general. Um, and again, this is in Philadelphia outdoors. The Saints have to go outdoors and they actually have to face a team with a quarterback, not a wide receiver like the Broncos a few Sean weeks Payton, ago. Cold weather, dude. Yeah, dude, he's frigid. Ooh, he's frigid. Sean Payton. <laughs> it's a frigid man. <laughs> I like that call. So, so, oh, my God. Yeah, Eagles. I can see Eagles lighten up Taysom Hill a little bit this week, right? Um, For sure. D-line's really good. Linebackers are good. And, yeah, I think New Orleans is probably going to win this game. But it's just going to be a weird game where Philadelphia plays well in defense and it's going to be lower scoring than people think. So that's, I, that's the only place I'm really going this week. I don't really want to go up for defense. I love my expensive players at the receiver spot. So I'm going to find my areas to go down. And this is one of them. What do you think, okay. Jim? Um, so I have three defenses I'm interested in. Um, number one, uh, I'll start from the bottom, is the Eagles. Um, 2,200. I mean, it's, it's just like the Jets play from the last couple of weeks. I, I will not be playing the Jets this week at 2,100. Um, just because they're playing Russell Wilson. And I'm very afraid that the, the Seahawks are going to score like 60 points almost. Um, I have an over bet in on that game. So just, you know, um, number two is the Cowboys at 2,400. Um, we talked about it earlier. They're playing a guy named Ryan Finley at quarterback. Um, Giovanni Bernard at running back. They, I mean, like Vinny mentioned to me today when I when I suggested playing Ryan Finley, he goes, well, you know, they are still playing the Cowboys, which is a professional football team. So, you know, <laughs> at 2,400, look, at last, the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been great. They don't force a lot of pressure um, as of late, but they were forcing quite a bit of pressure. Um, they just kind of got away from it. Um, so I think they're going to be okay this week. Um, you know, they've given up 40 and 35. I think there's going to be a concerted effort, especially I don't think that the Bengals are capable of putting up over 25 points. I don't so, think they're capable of putting over 12. Well, there you go. Then maybe you should play some more they, Cowboys with you. Yeah, Joe. they might have four field goals. That's, that's um, what their scoring is this week. <laughs> and then and then my, my most expensive that I'm going up for is going to be the Seahawks at 3,000. Um, I don't know why their price went down. $300 um, playing the Jets, but okay. Um, Maybe they know something playing. we don't. Dude, I just have an image <laughs> of like Jamal Adams, like just 
hitting like Crowder as hard as he can and like the 100 100%. <laughs> 100%. I mean, Seahawks got nine points last week at 3,300, and then the week before that, they got nine points at 2,500. Dude, I'm telling you, it's revenge week. Small Adams on defense is going to be an absolute missile against the, the Jets on Sunday. So there the you go. Hit of the year against Darnold. There you go. The other one I had a little bit of interest in, and like I might play it just for a correlation um, in some of my Montgomery um, lineups is the Bears because they're at 3,000. Um, you know, Typically, like when they get a turnover and it's in plus territory, you're more likely to get like a rushing touchdown or something like that. So that's that's the only other one I was looking at. But really, I'm not paying up for defense. I don't think there's any point to it this week. Um, I don't know why, especially I think it's very strange that Kansas City's defense is, is 3,500. I mean, that, they're, they're okay, but like they're not great. So it's not I'm like Tua is a quarterback that's going to go throw three picks and he hasn't even thrown an interception yet because he's a very safe. He's so careful. Consistent. You know, they're they're going to run the ball with Gaskin. Um, you know, they they had they're very well coached. They're not going to hang Tua out to dry. So while Patrick Mahomes, they still might put up fifty points. Brian Flores is not going to go let Tua go out there and throw the ball fifty times. Um, I'd be very surprised if that happens. He'll pull him out and put Fitzpatrick in just for that in the second half. 100%. needs to. 100%. Yep, and I'll run it out. Uh, I'm with you guys. Colts and Seahawks up top, if I can get there. And down low, I'm going with the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, You guys said on all the reasons, the only thing I don't think he covers is the Giants. And something's just broken in Arizona, Uh, you know, with Kyler. I think the Giants are just tough, man. They they stop the run. They play good, like sound defense. Like they're, I don't know if you saw DeAndre Hopkins's route tree that was circulating the other day, but they pretty much have him running like five yard routes only. Um, so I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals, but um, the Giants are tough, man. But they're they're sneaky, and for twenty six hundred, you know, it allows you to get into a lot of stuff. So good call. That pretty much wraps it up. Any last words? Good luck. We'll need it. <laughs> wow. <Very> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that pretty no. much does it. All right, boys. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Let's Later. get a dub. Later. Good luck. <laughs>